In this podcast, we're going to review the pathophysiology, signs and symptoms, laboratory findings, collaborative care, and some nursing care with acute glomerular nephritis and nephrotic syndrome. Let's start by talking about acute glomerular nephritis. In this disorder, you have inflammation occurring inside of the glomerular capillaries, which is where blood enters into um, and is filtered and made into urine in the kidney. And so inflammation of this area typically causes a lot of uh, blood, white blood cells and proteins to pass into the urine, uh, which results in really dark cola colored urine. Uh, and that's, that would be evidenced by hematuria on a urinalysis. Another finding that you would see, especially uh, with the urinalysis, is proteinuria. And that would result in frothy urine, and um, it would be evidenced in the urinalysis as well. Remember that common signs and symptoms with this disorder is, has to do with retention of fluid uh, because your kidneys aren't able to get rid of water fluid, and so that fluid kind of backs up into your circulation and then gets uh, shifted out into your interstitial tissues. And so it's common for these kids to experience uh, facial puffiness. Remember that the puffiness looks, uh, it's really kind of just localized to the face in the morning, and then as the day progresses, it can kind of descend and spread throughout the body and kind of worsen over the course of a day. So periorbital edema is not, um, a, that would be an expected finding as well as cola colored urine. They'll have markedly decreased urine output uh, and they may also experience significantly decreased appetite with a lot of fatigue as well. So all of those are common signs and symptoms that occur with AGN or acute glomerular nephritis. Um, it would not be expected to see, because these kids do have decreased urine output, what we mean by that is that kind of oliguria, less than one milliliter per kg per hour is what you would kind of expect, although that that's, that's not really our desired uh, urine output. So um, remember that the complications with acute glomerular nephritis are all having to do with that fluid hanging out, it can't be processed by the kidneys, and so it starts hanging out in the circulatory system. And so these kids can experience circulatory overload where their blood pressure jumps up really high and they experience severe hypertension. Um, you may also, as a result of the circulatory overload, end up with pulmonary edema, and that could then yield dyspnea and issues with breathing and gas exchange. And so we want to be proactive and make sure that um, the disorder isn't causing too much fluid re uh, retention to the point where these complications are developing. And that's usually whenever you would see the use of um, your diuretics. Otherwise, the diuretics aren't necessarily going to be super helpful since this is inflammation of the glomerular capillaries. So we really try and reserve them as much as possible for whenever we're really trying to prevent complications from developing. Um, things like hypertensive encephalopathy, encephalopathy, where your blood pressure is so high in your cerebral area, like, you know, cerebral um, vasculature that it starts causing damage to the brain. And then again, severe hypertension, circulatory overload, pulmonary edema are all common complications and things that you would want to be looking out for with acute glomerular nephritis. To review nephrotic syndrome, we first need to start uh, by talking about kind of the makeup of the glomerular capillaries. 
Um, and that membrane that becomes impacted during these two different disorders. So the acute, uh, sorry, the glomular capillary is, has an endothelial layer, and that is really the uh, area that's damaged in acute glomular nephritis. There's also a basement membrane, which is a permeable um, membrane that allows water and, um, you know, some electrolytes and things to pass through and made into urine. And um, because of the inflammation that's occurring in acute glomular nephritis, that's where you would really start seeing uh, the degradation of that basement membrane that allows um, not just protein, but also blood and white blood cell and cast to uh, pass into the urine. Um, and then that will eventually also can degrade the podocytes and um, cause a lot of problems with that as well. But in nephrotic syndrome, you don't have that same inflammatory process. What happens in nephrotic syndrome is just that those podocytes are kind of degraded and kind of basically just go away. And so um, when those podocytes aren't there, it allows large plasma proteins to pass into the urine, whereas that normally doesn't happen because of the presence of those podocytes. And so nephrotic syndrome is different than AGN in that we're really just talking about protein loss in the urine as opposed to um, a lot of uh, overall inflammation happening in, the, in these glomerular capillaries. However, that protein loss that um, occurs because of the absence of podocytes causes a lot of significant problems as well. And you can kind of think about this in the same way that we talked about in liver failure. One of the plasma proteins that's uh, prevalent in the body is a protein called albumin. And if albumin is able to pass from the blood and into the urine, what's going to happen is you're going to have hypoalbuminemia, which means low albumin in your blood, and um, albuminuria, no, proteinuria. <laughs> and um, so you're losing protein in your blood. It's passing into your urine. But what that does is it decreases the oncotic pressure in your blood and that allows um, fluid to go from your vasculature and out into um, your third spaces. So whereas you're gonna have edema and AGN and nephrotic syndrome, this is gonna cause more third spacing of fluids and potentially more issues with fluid volume balances. Um, and so this is where you may see ascites uh, more commonly than you would in AGN. Now, um, with nephrotic syndrome, another common lab diagnostic feature of it is hyperlipidemia. And remember that the theory behind that is that the um, liver is having to work so hard to produce albumin because of the low albumin in the blood that it's also producing cholesterols and um, not really regulating uh, cholesterol metabolism very well. And so that's why you would experience hyperlipidemia is the thought. Um, okay, so you, it also, because of that whole situation with the hepatic synthesis, that can also cause increased clotting factor, um, like production issues and cause a state of hypercoagulability of the blood, which would then set the patient up for like DVTs and blood clots. And that is obviously not good either. And so here you're going to have weight gain and that weight gain is going to be more dramatic than an AGN 
in AGN, you have like the inability um, to get rid of a lot of fluid, but here you have third spacing of fluid in your compartments because of the loss of protein. And so you're going to have um, more significant periorbital edema and um, significant ascites most of the time. Uh, this would also yield like edema of the intestinal mucosa, markedly decrease urine output, and um, here you're going to have a lot of uh, proteinuria. That's kind of one of the hallmark diagnostic features of nephrotic syndrome. So if you're seeing frothy uh, urine that is not that same color, that cola-colored urine that's um, typical with AGN, you're going to be more likely to suspect nephrotic syndrome. Another um, defining feature is that AGN typically is uh, or it is preceded by a streptococcal infection. And so nephrotic syndrome, not so much. In nephrotic syndrome, they know that uh, corticosteroids can be very useful. And so they'll, uh, it can help kind of treat this and uh, decrease the proteinuria. And so you'll be teaching about corticosteroids. Remember that corticosteroids have an awful lot of side effects. Everything from Cushing syndrome, um, it will increase, you know, the patient's risk for infections. And so here we're talking about kids. And so what do we need to do while the patient's on corticosteroids to decrease the risk of infections? They may not need to be in school, especially if it's like flu RSV season, or if there's a GI bug going around, that's really going to set them up for infections. Um, and so remember that Another typical thing is that they'll be on corticosteroid therapy sometimes for up to three months. And then um, when they come out of the corticosteroid therapy, they may actually relapse and have another episode of nephrotic syndrome. Remember that albumin can be really helpful at reducing symptoms, but we're only really going to give it if there's um, like the swelling is so bad that it's impacting, um, you know, breathing or causing some other kind of complication. Um, and sometimes it can definitely get very severe, the swelling can. And so you may see albumin being used, but typically only to reduce um, severe, severe symptoms since it would have to be given very frequently to make a difference. Thanks for listening to this podcast. And if you have any questions about this content, feel free to email me or post on the discussion board.